Today, we are wrapping up our final thoughts on Cycle 5 with our mom network sister, Willem. Stay tuned as we chat with Willem about what she was up to in 2005. Then, we get into the top model of it all as we break down the finale CoverGirl commercial, our top three must-do. After that, we take a stroll down memory lane as we critique the final two's best photos of the cycle. And... Finally, we chat with Willow about her plans with the Mom Network and for all the fun things she has going on this year. You won't want to miss this episode. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coulet, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Hey, Maxwell, how are you? I am doing so great today. You know, we're like the winter grayness of LA is kind of burning off a little bit. So it's nice to kind of get to spend some hours outside. How are you doing? (laughs) I love that you can go outside. I mean, listen, Um, there's a lot of people right now that can't go outside (laughs) due to weather or um, other variants and things of that nature. Look, it's been nice, the the earlier part of the new year. It's been really relaxing, you know, Um, finished tour, came home to, you know, beautiful new counters and a custom little counter for baby because, you know, did not want her to be left out of the custom counter moment either. I understand. Um, Yeah. And uh, just been like playing some video games. Dan got me... um, the oculus that virtual reality mom so yeah it's like playing i've been playing some beat saber uh with the lady gaga extension pack you know getting my beats on just she's like, getting you know, her mother monster beats on getting my mother monster chromatica beat saber life so it's Wait, been really really great do you remember lady gaga had her own beats by dre yes i do did you have them no i I saw them on Twitter recently. I had them. I got them with a pair of tickets to her show once. And they're very uncomfortable. I was very traumatized to see the picture (laughs) and be remembered that my ears were stabbed all the time. Because they were square. They were triangles. Yeah, they were triangles. Triangles you shoved in your ears. Mm -hmm. Uh And they didn't fit. They did not fit anyone (laughs) I know's ears. But um, we can pack that for a different day. Maybe we just needed to know people with bigger ears, you know. I am a little person and I do have little ears. That is true. I, I I'll do my research. I'll, I'll open up a Reddit forum. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. But but you know what? Maybe it's like for older people because um, allegedly your ears get bigger as you get older. So I hope you held on to those beats because they might fit now. Mm, I didn't, but uh, maybe I'll find them on eBay. We'll t- I'll, check <laughs> out. I'll look into that. But let's get into this the top model of it all today because yes. we are closing a chapter. We are out. Uh, Finishing up cycle five, another um, cycle of America's Next Top Model. 
we have worked through a very, very chaotic cycle of America's Next Top Model. And the girls are are in London for the finale. Our final three are Brie, Nicole, and Nick. Um, what are your thoughts on this cycle? Like, let's put a little cherry on top of it. Were you sliving? Did this give you the fantasy? I mean, definitely sliving gave me the fantasy. Like, I mean, at this point in top model history, it's really when the show has, like, hit its stride and it is just such, like, an international just like success and craze. And I was such a devout fan to the show at this moment. So for me, going back and watching Cycle 5 was just a pleasure. And I've loved talking about it. I have just uh, really enjoyed it so much. How about you? I love Cycle 5. I truly forgot like what, when I sat down to like start like reading over the cast list again, I was like, Oh, yeah, she came from this cycle. Oh, yeah, this storyline, like the granola bars, like when I sat down. I mean, that was really great. This is just a good cycle. I mean, Lisa gave us the television we deserved. (laughs) Yes, Um, absolutely. It's a good precursor for our next cycle, too, because cycle six is also really good. Definitely some of the best castmates, I think, come from cycle six, but... Yes, in the same way that, you know, when we started this podcast and I was just, like, listing what, like, some of my favorite seasons were. I've always, like, mentioned how much I love season two and also, see, I'm already laughing how much I love season six because we get some really fantastic, just, like, joyous, funny personalities this next season. So I'm really excited to talk about this. I feel like each top model season is like a niece or a nephew, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you remember them when they were born, when they first came out and, and then you go back and it's been a couple of years and like you changed there. They've changed. Well, actually top it, model stays the same each season, but like you but go I back get at what it, you but you mean. like, yes. And I feel like every season we like go through and we have these like really amazing fun, like memories and get to have these great chats with our guests about like who they were, what they were up to at that time, what it was like for them watching top models. So, um, well, yeah. We also are such reality television connoisseurs. We've spent so much time during the, you know, last couple of years inside, like, I, at least for me, like doing reality show history. So watching this through like a little bit of a different perspective and like kind of remembering that this is for TV and like these girls yeah. are young and impressionable, like watching it now, you're always like, oh, wow, this is kind of uh, this is this is kind of crazy. This is kind of crazy that this is a, was on our television and five million people tuned in to watch it every week. Absolutely. And I was one of them. I I was too. Um, you know, there's a lot that happened in this episode, but one thing that definitely stands out, I think this is the first time they've done this, is we get to see the photo shoot with Gilben Simone. Which, I know. Um, which was we get to see the man behind the curtain. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the Wizard of Oz. Like Gilben <laughs> Simone is being revealed. Like this whole season was the yellow brick road to get to finally meeting the wizard that is Gilben Simone. I mean, were you impressed? What did you think of Mr. Ben Simone? He was not what I imagined. Like it, it, it like, was when very I first Wizard saw, of Oz. Yeah, when I when I first saw it, I was all like, "Hmm." I imagined 
Someone like Nigel Barker, maybe? Yeah, I was, I, okay, because I was holding back and I was about to be like, I was imagining someone sexy and just because the way that she says his name and I was like, well, that, that makes me sound so shallow. But I mean, what can I say? I was like a 15 year old. I'm going to look up what Mr. Jill Ben Simone looked like as a child because, or as, in, his as... <laughs> <laughs> in his youth. In his youth. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm gonna keep my comments to myself. I am I'm not seeing any uh youthful photos of Mr. Ben Simone, but it's okay. You know. It's it was a full Wizard of Oz effect. You nailed it. Um yeah. you know, after speaking to Lisa, you know, and actually uh, in general, like speaking to everybody we've spoken to, do you feel that this um do you feel a little differently about like how the result of this cycle panned out? You know, we've she told us about how production, like, you know, put people against each other. And I don't know. I was just curious if that uh, sparked any different way you watch this cycle. Um, Not so much, because I feel like um, even at this point, I was starting to become like aware of the way that reality TV was like operating. Um, Because this one, you know, this is uh, this is airing in tandem with those classic like vh1 shows like i flavor of love i love new york where you know it was it was kind of obvious the way that they were exploiting these characters within the show so i i was i was already at this point starting to become like kind of aware of the way that reality television worked um but i was still just so enamored at the time like by the fashions of it all, the fantasy of it all. And now being an adult who has like really grown their references uh, and had certain experiences, I can go back with more of a critical eye and be like, oh, it was a little lacking in places, you know, a little bit more budget could have gone to that, but it's still um, fun and really exciting nonetheless. Uh, and I really, really enjoy season five so much i do too um real quick before we uh take a little break and bring on our guest the final fashion show the bombing in london um what are our thoughts now that we know that there this tragedy happened at the same time like do you see the um the budget like the the issues of them shooting it back in la or how less grand it was you know usually they have these it seems very like a cultural affair and this one definitely was giving white walls yeah, I feel like with them having shot it in LA, they should have had more resources to really turn it around and amp up production. I feel like it's a little bit simpler. You have more connections when you're back on home soil in in the city where you were like filming this anyway. You know, like, it's like Ellie's home base. So for me, I don't understand how you could go back to home base and have the production scene even um, ricketier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting that that happened. It really must have happened very fast. They really must have gotten on a plane and literally been like, okay, on the runway. Mm-hmm. We need to tape this. We have cycle six girls waiting on the other side of this um, this runway. We need to start filming well, now. speaking of runways, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will strut into this top model finale with our mom network boss, Lady 
and my drag races. Well, um, we'll be right back. back okay i am super excited to get into this finale with our guest today our guest is a top model fan a glamazon and the boss here at the mom network so i am so excited to welcome to the show from the race chaser podcast we have Willem. What's ooh, up, Willem? Hi, Willem. Welcome to the stage, the nine and a half dancing toenails of Willem. Yes. How are you? I'm great. I And I watched Top Model last night, and I realized how much it's like Drag Race. I mean, right? It's crazy. Like you It go gave back me flashbacks. And, right? Um, so now I know that you've listened to the show before and, you know, we love to get all nostalgic up in here, Miss Willem <laughs> on Wanna Be On Top. So, okay. I want to set the scene for you. It, we're back in cycle five of America's Next Top Model. You know, this aired December 7th, 2005. Oh, okay. So... Where were you around this time? Okay, it's right. It's about to be 2006. It's about to be the new year, about to be holiday season. Okay, December 7th. Um, I think 2005, my first episode of Nip Tuck was airing. Word. Like, oh my God. first yes. week of November, last week of December. Um, and then I was in a show called Rock of Ages at the time in LA. Okay, first of all. So like, it was a good year. That is a really good year. First of all, um, your whole storyline on Nip Tuck was part of like my storyline trajectory of coming out of the closet. Oh, you wanted to get peed on by a bunch of girls in skirts? <laughs> <laughs> and then kill a Nazi? <laughs> yeah. Girl, um, Ryan Murphy, she's the one. You know, absolutely. Like, I just remember just seeing that. And um, it was that conversation that uh, what's his face, Matt had with the grandma. And they're like mm. smoking weed in the bedroom. And um, he's like, well, I'm not gay. And she's like, well, you know, so what if you are? She's like, would you rather live a safe life or an authentic one? And I was like, I think I was like 15, 16, 16. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, mind blown. Wow, like, that's Damn. so cool. And then he got his ass beat by you and your homegirls. And then it also... She had it coming. Yeah, you know, and also it teaches you not to just, like, go lying um, like that, too. Because doctors, they know, you Don't know, and it. they will out you to your parents. They're going to be mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm, that, that, no. Mm -hmm. And her vagina was too shallow. <laughs> <laughs> just like me. Yeah. Shout like out to Michaela J. Yes. She won that Golden Globe last night. Ryan Murphy has always been putting the girls on. Absolutely. And we love to see it. <laughs> mm. What were you okay. doing in 2005 coming out of the closet? What grade were you in? You were in high school? Yeah, I was in high school. I was a sophomore, you know, so I was just like really, I, I was, I was, I think this is the year also um, Joel Kim Booster, like, started going to because he stopped he was homeschooled so i never even met this kid he lived around the corner from me never met him until then because he was homeschooled but he wanted to be all gay and faggoty too and do things like musical theater and choir and he was just all like mom and dad i'm gonna go to school. regular school public school 
Yeah, and then all the little boys started coming out of the closet. And some did you too. did you own a wig yet? Oh, baby, I had a wig. I, <laughs> I was I had a Spencer's wig. I think by the time <laughs> I was eight years old, like one oh. time went to um, the mall with my sister Michelle, and while her and her friend Rachel were like, you know, trying to flirt with some boys at Cinnabon, I mm. snuck over to Spencer's and got, it was like a vampire. It was like a vampire wig. It was just like black Uh bangs, like gothic. But I was just like, for me, that's like the illusion. That's like who I am. And so you need had it. I remember I had that bag like under my bed and I would, I have specific memories of really turning it to Britney Spears's crazy video. And that wig. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) And what movie was that Uh for? Like it was paired with that movie with Melissa Joan Hart. Melissa Joan Hart. Hart. Drive me crazy, Adrian Grundy. Yeah, drive me crazy. You know what? I remember just really wishing I had that green crop top. Oh, I have it. Oh, you can borrow it. I have it. I have it for the Derek video. I had it made. How he made it. Bitch. Yes. Anytime. Yes. Let me live that full fantasy. (laughs) <laughs> the 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 leather pants and the green crop top mm-hmm. and the cramps too. See, that was oh, the one honey. thing I didn't understand. That about was her first and, weave, girl. I remember. remember? Oh, and you know, too. Ponytails. <laughs> we're talking so much about this shitty synthetic wig, but I remember <laughs> this is. I learned a valuable lesson at this young age because I was like, "Ooh, I need to crimp this wig to look like Britney's thinking that I could take an no. iron." To that synthetic wig, and it would handle. No, no, yes, exactly. Singe. Da, da, da. And I was Funny, like, I try, okay, won't do that. I tried to bleach a thrift store wig for like three days in the sun before my mom was like, will you take that off the mailbox? Because I had it rested on the mailbox to get sun. And <laughs> it did not work. It was a bus driver too, but I needed it. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, the adventures of just you know, young queens coming mm-hmm. into themselves. Um, <laughs> like at this time, I was, I think because of America's Ex Top Model at this time in high school, I was like really trying to be all like Euro. No lay my own. Yeah, very, yeah, Come very bad. Very tweed jacket. Like I got like, I was like wearing a tweed jacket like I was somebody's fucking um, substitute teacher that I found at Goodwill, but it was cute. Actually, I wore it into college and people were like, that's actually like a really cute jacket. It was like 75 cents, bitch. But, um, yeah, no, I was really trying to be on my sophisticated level shit because it was all about layering. You know, everyone's like, layering's really in. You put a cami over another cami under your blazer. Under a cardigan. Yeah. A light button cardigan. Willem, were you watching Top Model? Were you watching Cycle 5? Yeah, I watched it probably up until like Cycle 10 or 11, I'd say. Like to be, I stopped watching TV when I went away to Drag Race and I never started again because like in the like 30 days that I was there, I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on what I'm doing. I'm going to write and journal. I'm going to reset like my taste buds reset, my TV habits reset. Um, so I watched it hardcore. And I love seeing like Raja and Matthew pop up. So I was always like looking for when they were painting. Like, is that Raja's hand with the tattoos and that girl shot? So I was obsessed too. And I remember loving this season. And I remember Brie had something weird with granola bars like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. As soon as I saw that it was Brie and Nick and Nicole, I was like, granola bars. And Red Bull. Yes. And Red Bull. And, Le- and Lisa <laughs> talking to that plant. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And we got to talk to Lisa about her talking to that plant. So she's great. She lives in LA. I know. Yeah. Her. Yes. That castle. She, oh, yeah. we got to see the castle. Where Latrice yes. did that video. Yeah. Beautiful castle with a with her stripper pole where she mm. does like, you know, fun information on TikToks. Her politics. <laughs> yes. It's great. Yes. I love it. I'm here for it. So cycle five is like, real. sorry, cycle five is super nutty. What, like, let's talk about it really fast. Like the makeover, like we had Cassandra walk out on this makeover. Like this is probably one of our favorite, most talked about moments. The Rosemary's baby haircut moment. Well, if you don't want to cut your hair, you're going to have to leave my set. Yeah. (laughs) Like when he said that to her, when they knew that they were going to break her by chopping her hair off, that's like perfect storyline, you know? Yeah. And then Tyra gave her a weave on her own show, on the Tyra Banks show. Do you remember that? No. Oh my God. Cassandra was a guest on the Tyra show, like, like while the cycle was airing or like right after it. And they gave her eye tips all over her fucking head. Wow. Was she happy then? Mm, I don't think she was ever really happy. I got that that vibe from her. Yeah. It just, you know, that's just kind of like the way that some people are. I got it. Her hair... Hair is a thing. It's a security blanket. It is. It is a security blanket. Um, I mean, okay. When it comes to Cassandra, I I know what was you know what they're doing storyline wise with the contestant trying to get her in this place, you know, to like really break her. I just really wish that she would have done it and gone super short because I actually agree and think that she would have looked really sickening. Me but too. That jaw? I know, but hey, here's the thing. It's like, it's much better TV for this girl to be like, mm, mm. no, nah, I'm just going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to yeah. go. Yeah, I'm just going to Can yeah, you I'm get gonna... my stuff? Right? It's like, even though it was already cut, even though she already lost it all, she was just all like, mm, no, my pride's more worth it. I'm going to leave. Bye. Yeah, if you can't handle me as a long-haired beauty, you can't have me as this short-haired per- person <laughs> either. <laughs> oh, my God. The best revenge would have been for her to, like, actually leave the competition and go get it cut shorter. See, like, this is... Bleach, this, bleach buzz, Lori Petty. Right. This is when they... It would have been really amazing for them to have uh, a social media like we do now, you know, because then like homegirl after her elimination goes and like posts how her hair is actually like really short. and She like mm. did it on her own, you know. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Tyra. What did you think of the top three? So we have, you know, you mentioned we have Nicole, Nick and Brie. Like, what did you think? Who are your favorites from these top three? Nick. Nick was my favorite. Um, I I liked that she had like a little more body. I liked her jiggly walk. I loved her mm-hmm. hair. That mm-hmm. mole, I wanted to lick it above her mm-hmm. eyebrow. It was like this perfect <laughs> chocolate chip and I just wanted to lick it. Um, yes. And then it, in the last fashion show, they like drew, they extended the girl's brows and like her mole was between her real brow and the extended brow and they didn't even bother to cover the underneath brow a little bit. Like not even a little like lighter powder on it or <laughs> cream. It, it was just... That whole last fashion show, I guess, was shot last minute in L.A. when the London bombings, ha- London bombings yeah. happened or whatever. So, like, I get. But if you look at the audience with it, too, it feels very mm-hmm. rushed and slapdash. Like, the people sitting behind Tyra, you're like, you're not in the fashion industry, sir. Not at all. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of these people. Well, if you look at the set, too, in comparison to some of the grand fashion shows we get from these finales, like, it was literally, like, Two white backdrops, a white runway, and plastic chairs. So, and them, uh, those videos they made with them saying Shakespearean 
literature to give it that Brit flair. <laughs> very Brit. <You> know, <laughs> it was very transparent. They're like, we'll just make it like too funky, like the backstage with people rushing around shadow boxed. And it just turned right. out looking like a fucking bad diorama. Mm, yeah. Not too funky. Not Mugler, not George not Michael at all. Not that at all, because it was. There was it was too flimsy. Really- that's yeah. funky. <laughs> it, it, it lacked the intention that like Too Funky had, and also Too Funky had the control of being like an edited mm-hmm. music video of like capturing like the best of like the tableaus and like getting them right. Whereas you're really just watching the chaos mm-hmm. of a fashion show, which is not as glamorous as we yeah. like to think it is. It's a little clumsy. Who were your favorites for the final? Um, Nick as well. Um, Nick was uh, really just my standout favorite from the jump. I just really thought that she was extremely beautiful, loved her eyes, like her hair, her, her, also just how fierce she was. Like all, all of the photo shoots, I really, really enjoyed her. And I know that they tried to like downplay her and say that you know in moments that she wasn't versatile and like would only give like three quarters can't shoot your um, whole career but, in three quarter right but i'm also like you also can't just like pick only photos where she's in three quarter it's like you're picking them duh yeah <laughs> you know? so, so what are you talking like, about tyra <laughs> right so i, was, I think tyra I was, was threatened she saw ooh, this young jiggle beauty she said no right. no no you're getting second bitch mm-hmm. do you think tyra <laughs> ever was <laughs> threatened like with uh Kissy and season one, cycle one. Like, do you think Ooh, she was like ever really threatened that these bored. girls might actually come from no, her? No, I don't. I don't think she was ever actually threatened. Mm-mm. But you know, don't tempt fate either. True. Mm-hmm. I also what I liked about Nick was how like just like down to earth she was. She was so sweet. I always like gravitate to the people that I would hang out with in real life and how they handle situations. And even same. that situation with Jayla, where she was just like, you know, I'm just gonna do the best I can with the same secret. You know, I just thought that yeah. was, a, you know, not the best move in the competition, but I respected her decision. I like that when Nicole in this episode was jumping on the table in Groucho Marx glasses and like a nose, <laughs> Nick is just like, okay, I don't find it funny. I mean, you're doing this for cameras. Obviously, they're acting, they're asking you to act like a dumbass because they need something. There's a camera in the room and I'm just chilling. I'm being normal and you're yeah. being co- crazy. Right. But whatever. That's a coffee table. Get down. This is a hotel, ma'am. Yeah, exactly. Get off that wooden, rickety, British-ass coffee table. <laughs> right. You know because, it's rickety. like, she, You know, she was like, well, I was like, she's like a young, tiny little model. Had she been any larger, mm-hmm. that table probably wouldn't have been standing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> had it been my ass on that coffee table, which it wouldn't have been. That the dancers had no troubles bit. lifting you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she's lithe. And light. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that term, life. I just learned about that. Try to describe her without using the term life. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, Willem, as you know, the contestants are asked to do their final commercial. And um, it is their final test to impress CoverGirl, who they would be representing for the following year. At the top of the episode, the models get sent to meet Mr. J for their last photo shoot with him. The models are very nervous about this part of the competition, and honestly, rightfully so, because it can be a national campaign used for CoverGirl. So 
off the top, what are your thoughts about this part of the shoot? Like the cover girl ad that's going to run for the potential winner. Like, I think this cover girl ad was compared to other cover girl ads, boo boo. Um, and the fool. Uh, I my favorite cover girl ad was like the one with like they they built a set. I think it was in Japan with Eva and yeah, Yaya. Was, there was uh-huh. like a water over water stones over stone. bigger stones on the this on the with the light and like the cherry blossom pussy willows and uh-huh. you just that was the cover girl ad. This was um, low budge. They're like, we brought a ring light from America. Just stare into it. <laughs> like, I did not feel that CoverGirl gave them the budge they needed. I, or maybe yeah. Tyra was like, finally like, no, this is going to wigs, baby. You can have yeah. a, you can have one ring light and uh, a fucking gel. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think about the CoverGirl photo shoot this year? I agree, because here's the thing. It's... CoverGirl should feel aspirational. It should be but attainable. something that is, yeah, and 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 something that is going to get your attention when you're going about your day to day life. Like there's we 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 are inundated with tons of like media advertisements. It's like there is not a single thing about this setup or these images that are going to make you be like, oh damn. Let me go get this uh, powder foundation. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're nice girls looking nice. Same with the Cycle 4 one. I mean, we talked with Kenya about how she hated how retouched her photo was. And this is giving me like the same. I mean, at least they didn't make her dress like an elephant in it. And it's kind of the same color tone, too. It's like the same brown background as they did in South Africa. You know, it's really just kind of. They must have just had the same backdrop in LA. They said, we need to just use this again. They said, we still got it. <laughs> We're still here. Why don't we do, you know what? Let's just bring it. Put it in your carry on. Just put it in your yeah. <laughs> Just in case. When you grab one more wig before you're on the way to the airport, just in case. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. The one with the little bags. Uh huh. Just yes. in case. <laughs> okay, so let's. Talk about these girls' performances, okay? Okay. So uh, they're asked to work together, deliver solo lines, and nail the shoot itself. So the commercial seems to come together a bit easier uh, than the secret deodorant photo shoot that happened earlier Mm -hmm. on in the season. So let's get into their performances. First, we have Nick. How do we feel about Nick? Girl, she out of the park. Did she said, "I'm gonna get this one and done. We're gonna get this line fully. We're gonna be um, smiling during it." I think she really learned her lesson after the last commercial, and she was yes. like, "I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stick to this and get this." You saw her in the chair, just going over it, mm-hmm. um, and I think she wanted to make sure that there would be no room for error on this because she delivered. Absolutely, and like you could tell that she that. Brie and uh, Nicole were a little bit shook mm-hmm. because they were not expecting her to pull it out like that fiercely. Yeah. Um, and when it came to the photo as well, it, like, look, given the circumstances, Nick performed really well, I feel, giving a nice top model. I mean, her smile is a little tight. But I mean, I'm not gonna, as tight as Brie's. <laughs> right. Breeze, and breeze like, like, smile for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's one of those things, too. It's hard to smile for a long time. 
in a photo before your upper lip starts to like tremble and get stiff, <laughs> you know? I'm like, you you might as well just pick one of those like earlier ones in the lineup because like the later on that you get in that setup, you know that top lip is just gonna start getting weird. Bitch, I would love to see the films though of all the girls because Tyra's always like, you had a lot of pretty faces looking pretty, but there weren't a lot of model. And then when she said that yours was the best, but we didn't have a lot to choose from. Like stuff like that. Like Let's I wanna like, that, you know, our mini challenge shoots the first day with the photo shoot. Carrie Colby, Miss Season 14, slammed it out of the park. But uh-huh. cut to how many seasons ago when Jiggly won the photo challenge and everybody <laughs> in the room was like, they're joking, right? And then they put the photo up. It was a bad photo because they wanted to have that set up for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, this was, I want to see the film on this because Nick and Nicole are in such similar poses too that I think they really like wanted to keep them like heading off. And they're like, Brie, uh-huh. you're going home, Nick and Nicole. It's either you or you. I feel yeah. like Bree's performance in the commercial and the photo definitely contributed to her not being invited to the final two, for sure. Yeah. It was a, it was, an, it was, an, it looked like a yearbook photo, a really good yearbook photo. Yeah. For Bree. Um, like put a quote under it. Absolutely. And after watching the commercial, Tyra said that the director said that uh, Nick had the absolute best performance and presence I believe of all it. the girls. And uh, the judges really love her photo. And so what, what you're saying, too, as far as, like, the way that they're poising Nick and Nicole up against each other to be the last two in the finale is becoming, like, really kind of obvious at this mm-hmm. point that, like, it's going to be between the two of them. Yeah, it's like it's reality TV or something. Right. <laughs> it's almost like there's, like, a story and there's, like, a line that they are trying well, and- to, like, get us... To like trad. They're making it very simple for the viewer. Mm -hmm. I was going to say too, like one of the storylines that I feel like I didn't get as watching the whole cycle, but until like the very last episode, they were really pushing that Brie was the underdog, which I I don't really remember feeling that way when I watched this cycle that that she was. Yeah, like she was in the bottom two or five. So I mean, I feel like that will kind of give somebody a little bit of an underdog. Yeah. I guess I just felt like it was always like one of those something else caused her to be in the bottom. Like the granola bar situation definitely was like, what had her in the bottom that week. Sure. I mean, <laughs> she's living in a model house. Models do this shit all the time. And do cocaine, like, suck each other's boyfriends and steal each other's books. Yeah. And pour each other's Red Bulls down the drain. That's my it's go see like, you little <laughs> cunt. <laughs> it's like I mean, it was mild, but yeah, no, we were definitely getting that from Brie. And I feel like sometimes it's easy to um, kind of forget that she was given that underdog edit because as a fan, you just remember loving her personality and her vibe so much that you're just all like, she's one of those personalities that really sticks with you, you know? Did she do All-Stars? She did do All-Stars. She did. She did. Yeah. she was sent home pretty quickly, correct? Uh, and they cut off her hair, which was like how she, she was like doing like so many like Pantene, like women of color ads, like for their like line. And like that, her hair was her money, baby. Like that, like she she was. They cut her it. hair? They cut her hair. Ugh. It was like, damn, mm-hmm. Brie. Because I remember like yeah. it was like at Walmart and I had seen like an ad. It's like, you better go get it, Brie. Get your ads. And I, because she had just like that beautiful ass hair and they cut it off. 
remember no that one girl. remember was it lisa she was flipping through the magazine and she was like long hair long hair long hair because lisa was mad that they cut her hair too she's like these long hair girls they the long hair gets booked. this this is not bookable. Oh, or, lisa or was is, mad or was it jade jade it was jade it was, it jade. was jade definitely yes, jade good old jade because i love yeah. jade's hair that fro jade's that hair was sick was gorgeous i'd be mad too like, they could have done the same color that they did on her lighten up her fro but still just like half but they probably were like well that was like too similar to what we had on nick they want to break girls that's what, what they want to do yeah uh-huh and like you said hair is such like a major mm-hmm. security blanket mm-hmm. for so many people it's something that's very recognizable mm-hmm. it takes a long time to grow out yeah jennifer with a ph you know it's like jennifer with a ph hair was her identity she was all about that shit um sitting on it to poop right <laughs> okay so at panel when it comes, let's just like skip uh, Nicole and just like move on down to Brie because, like, I mean, Nicole's fine, beautiful girl, lovely gowns, mm-hmm. um, wonderful writer, wonderful writer. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lovely um, girl. I heard that she is amazing at double dutch. <laughs> Not like Miss Carrie Colby. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh my God. I said, well, you may- I love that she talked about, I love that she just like worked that whole jump roping storyline. Cause then I was just like, we were getting that Nikki lip sync and like, you know, I love me a good old Anaconda lip sync. And then we were like right into like that jump rope. And I said, I love what you just did there. Back to uh, our good old sis, Brie. Um, unfortunately, at panel, Miss Jade, she said that she looked tight around the mouth. Tyra said that she had a hard time picking their photo because uh, she had a lot of pretty ones, but they did not convey model, which is what they want, obviously, for America's Next Top Model. And uh, when it came to her performance, the judges could see that she struggled with the lines as well. So, um, unfortunately, it was uh, Bree's time to go, though we loved her, uh, the judges decided that they were going to go forward with um, Nick and Nicole, the battle of the ends. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's literally what I said to myself in high school. So, you know, you're welcome. I was like, wow. <laughs> Nick and Nicole, I definitely thought the same thing. I was like, wow. Right. Um, I was like, like, do we want one what a choice. or two? Is really where we were at. Uh, I mean, I feel like it was t- it was Bree's time to go. She had made it uh, all the way to the top three. Um, gave us some really iconic, amazing moments, and now we have our top two, which are Nick and Nicole, who will be battling it out for the finale runway. And we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're going to get into this runway show. Can the adults please smoke now? Yes. All right, we are back here with my good sis, Willem, and let's get right back into this episode. So, 
Right after the panel, the girls get some Tyra mail that reads, you can't tell a book by its cover. Be ready by 6.45 a.m. The next day, the girls rush off to meet Mr. J, Tyra, and Jill Ben Simone for their coveted prize photo shoot with the iconic photographer. Now, before Top Model, were you familiar with Mr. Ben Simone? I just knew it was the guy that she always says Jill Ben Simone for Top Model, but then I realized he's like kind of synonymous with like L. He does a lot of L mm-hmm. stuff and the way that like Scavulo did Vogue in the 80s. Like he was yes. like their guy. Yeah. So, um, that's all I knew about him. But when he said during this photo shoot, when he said to Nicole, I am touching the face of the winner. It's like, <laughs> did Ty- Tyra must have said, so the first girl's going to win. Um, Jill's, but don't say anything. <laughs> like the the whole thing after that just leads you know, it's it's a letdown for me a little bit because now I'm like, huh? Oh, come on. Nick's right. not going to win? Fuck this. Because I want to do Right. Right. It w- everyone just always, um, from the beginning, just really seemed head over heels for Nicole. They peed for her, honey. Yeah. And I just don't get it. Really... I mean, she was fine, but, like, I don't... She, yeah. I don't... It, was, it was, you know, um, cheesecake compared to creme brulee. Yeah, there you go. Boom, it, bam. Miss, Thank you, ma'am. She definitely was giving, like, hill figure girl advertising. You know, she had a very a sketcher niche. See, I but seem... you know what? Nick could do hill figure, too. You could plop Nick right in a hill figure Very ad, much. And she could hop over to Ralph Lauren, too. Like, uh-huh. she... Just uh, versatile. Yeah. She, versatile. Um, except in her cover girl picture, somebody retouched her mole off. Rude. Was that Jill's or Tyra? Right, right. I think. I don't think Jill Jill Ben Simone did not uh, photograph this one, but oh, it was Cover Girl because okay. they did because this was their spread in L Girl. Oh. There was two prizes: the Cover Girl ad and the yes. spread in L Girl by Jill Ben Simone. You have Good. to say his full name. I was amazed to see it. It was like the myth to the legend right. in my mind because I didn't really know who Jill Ben Simone was until I heard Tyra say it over yes. and over again, and then when I saw it, it was like. With wow, like the ninth wonder photographer, Jill who's Vincent, the one who, um, husband to uh, Kelly Vincimone, um, who was on Real Housewives of New York. Oh, um, okay. yes, so there's that too. Great, great television, great television there, too. There never too. seen it yet. Oh, Kelly, oh. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I saw August Getty made me watch like four episodes of the Beverly Hills Housewives in a row. Or maybe it was Atlanta. I don't remember. But, like, I remember, like, four episodes in when we were, like, catatonic on the couch. I was like, they're still fighting about something that someone said four episodes ago and they just won't pick up the phone and talk to each other. And I was like, I cannot waste my time on this. And the weaves were still bad at that point. Oh. Oh, well. Well, if you were bored with the first four, you'll be really disappointed because you'll sit through 18 episodes and three reunions and they will still be same talking thing. about the same text message on episode one. And we all are riveting <laughs> television. Um, you know, definitely get into the franchises that have the housewives with like legal trouble, you know. <laughs> um, Salt Lake City right now. Uh, Salt Lake City. Really... <laughs> it's New really Jersey. easy to swallow too. There's only two seasons, only two so you can. Tell um... you, these women are really iconic. Like nice. I'm, I'm just like the, the, like the one lady has America's... a cult. Yes, all of it. Yes, yes, it's great. Yes, yeah. 
It's so good. Well, speaking of good, Ty, we get a lot of Tyra-isms in this cycle five. Like, this is one of the Tyra stories, the the way she can always kind of bring it back to her experience really, like, catapulted this uh-huh. cycle. And, like, she's talking about how Jill uh, Ben-Simone said she was mm-hmm. ugly. <laughs> you. She was like, Jill Ben-Simone was like, you are the ugliest girl I've ever well, seen. You know. And and then he booked her the next hey, day. So, <laughs> that's probably what gave her the idea for America's Next Top Model. She was just all like, wow, I want to tell somebody that they are the ugliest person, but they gave them $100,000 in a modeling contract. Like, she's like, I want to play those types of my games. She said, jump in some world. She's like, that's my people. <laughs> you want to fuck with some girls? You want to be yeah. my show? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still confused by this Tyra mail, though. You can't tell a book by its cover. This has nothing to do with the photo shoot. Were they going to be in storybooks or something for the final fashion thing? And then they had to change it. Like what, what is this Tyra mail? Maybe because it's. Yeah. It wasn't. Was it a cover spread on Elle Girl magazine? Like yeah, the, it's not a book. their choice of words was really weird. Wow. I thought, I don't know. I obviously budget for writing Tyra mail comes a little later. Like mm-hmm. when it comes across on the scrolling marquees in the yeah, living yeah, room. Yeah. Because those ones were poetic. I'm so glad to, you know, have my little relic, physical um, Tyra mail. I still need to go and get that framed, by the way. Shandy sent me a lovely gift, which is a Tyra Shandy sent you Tyra mail? She sent me a Tyra... She sent me the Tyra mail from when they go and do their first runway lesson with uh, Miss J. Alexander. Oh wow, mm-hmm. iconic. Can she still see? I know she had the eye problem. <laughs> no, that was that was that was Amanda. Oh, Shandy was the hot tub in Italy. No, that girl. was Amanda. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's... Shanthrax. I like her. Yes, good old yes. Shanthrax to the max. We love She hosts her. karaoke mm-hmm. somewhere and I really want to go and just show up and like stare at her. Um in Brooklyn, yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, we should go. In we Brooklyn, should yeah. go and do um, karaoke mm-hmm. with Shady because she was talking about it on the show. Shady we'll Mark. do Shoop. Yeah. And vote yeah. Salt and Pepper, not Cher. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of keepsakes, do you think Nick got to keep these photos with Tyra? Because, like, that would be really cool if she got to keep these nice photos of her shot by Jill Ben Simone. Because I know they don't get to keep the photos. I don't know. I know that top models have said that in the past they've been told by their agents to take the top model photos out of their book because a lot of times people didn't want to use the top model girls for some reason. I don't know why. I forget Uh where I heard that. It might have been a Lisa thing because I follow her. Well, I mean, Shandy was telling us that when she was like getting out there and they were recognizing her from top model, they were all like, oh, yeah. That they want. We the, saw you on TV, so you know, we should stick to TV. And... They want the clothes to be the future, not the oh, that's that girl from. I get uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Well, what a mistake that was. Then. Yeah, what a mistake, mistake that was. The huge, huge, huge. Okay, um, so next, let's talk about this this show. Now we've learned that through our talk model research that the finale was not filmed in London because of the London bombing um, because it happened the day of the scheduled originally scheduled runway show um, so they had to cancel the show in London and do a fake one in LA Tyra told the girls that they would be walking and Tyra told the girls that they would be walking in the Granny Stock fashion show during panel before then they transferred the show to LA where they still use their clothes. 
Now, as a top all fan and an all round insider, did you know this tea about the show beforehand, um, Willem? I don't remember why I knew, but I knew when I saw that we were reviewing this episode that it was in London and that the final was over here for some reason. And I don't remember why I knew, but I knew. And I remember thinking it looked like it. It looked like it was like very slapdash, like three rows of people on a sound stage. Like that's not a fashion uh-huh. show. Yeah. Not very London. Um, uh, thoughts on the Shakespeare quotes? Um, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't see how it played into the clothes. Or it helped elevate the fashion show. I think the reason they did that was because they needed to make it British somehow. So having the girls recite Shakespeare would lend that London flair, they thought. But who knows? I just couldn't get past Nick's unblended bottom lash. Like, cut a lash in half and then put it on the bottom. And then, like, no little, like, even, like, a line. It just gave me, like, 301 on the bottom. Very Alyssa Summers. Um, Yeah. Very, very, yeah. It wasn't giving sci-fi, which was also something they definitely were like, it's a sci-fi show. I did not see it. Sci-fi Shakespeare? Yeah. I, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you can't just put two things together and expect they, they go well. No, it was, it was absolutely <laughs> confusing. Yeah, I um, like the clothes, though. I did like, um, I liked the corsetry over the patterns and the, like, furs and the pelts and the belts and the, yeah. the, the hair I love. The hair was very, like... That David LaChapelle thing where he takes like a big U pin and wraps uh-huh. the hair in a figure eight and then frizz and then tease and then like, yeah. oh, well, finger wave the front. Get the Marcells. Yeah. You know, like right. I, I loved all the shit on the shit on the shit aspect of this show. Um, I didn't. I thought Nick's runway was better than Nicole's. Nick Nicole did this weird foot out thing at the end oh, that I God. thought should have disqualified her. I thought Same. they should have had a water gun or Same. a paintball or a po- laser pointer. Tyra should have just said, no, not that girl. Send her home. I'm so... You literally will have took the words out of my mouth about that foot stomp. Because I was so mad. I legitimately felt like that alone should have just disqualified her. Like, how dare you mall walk in front of me? I know. <laughs> like, I was like, whenever has Miss J told you that that is the direction that you should go in? Miss J's plug probably fell out. As she was sitting. I love her. She's been to my house. Oh my gosh. She is absolutely fantastic. We um, had her on the show. um, And ever since then, uh, her and I have been just like um, chatting in the DMs, sending each other um, funny videos. And uh, like 16 year old me is like screaming. (laughs) Screaming. Just just screaming every time I get a notification that I have a DM from Ms. J. Alexander. Like, (laughs) I got a, I I lived in a house that was owned by Larry Rudolph, Britney's old manager. And Mm -hmm. Miss J came and anytime I had guests, we would open Britney mail, like mail that came addressed to Britney. And we opened this letter and it was from a prison and the guy sent a picture and he signed the back. And it was just like, I still have the letter and (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I was like, this is the best letter ever, Miss J. Thank you for doing this with me. <laughs> like, she's so wow. fun. She's iconic. She is iconic. From Tyra Mail to Britney Mail. Mm. We live. <laughs> All of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we had a great kiki with her. So, let's talk about some of the girls' photos throughout the competition. Let's do um, it. 
during the judges' critiques at the final panel. The first photo shoot they critique is the superhero shoot done by Mike Ruiz, uh, who we all know from doing drag race shoots mm-hmm. as well. So we've we all done the shoots some... with her. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. So, okay, let's look at Nick versus Nicole for the superhero. I definitely would give it to Nick for sure. Yeah, absolutely. She uses the frame. She's using her body more. Um, she yeah. was just better. And it's front on. It's not three quarter. Tyra. Yeah, exactly. She's staring you dead ass in the face. I also, um, damn, Nicole, now she, this, giving American apparel. And what would have been nice is if they had cut the silver legging out because it is way too big on her. Like she, like mama's little leg in there is just looking so (laughs) saggy and sad yeah this american apparel shit it's like who tucked that into the boot and like goodbye and the little cape that's not long enough it's like a halloween cape i can't right nobody had clips to clip those leggings like where were the clips where were the clips where where were the clips yeah uh the next photo shoot though with the malibu mountain moment those girls turned it and this is one of my favorite photos because nick giving body on the landscape Uh and the mountain and like this is just like, honey, she's posing. She's popped out that booty. And Nicole's is beautiful too, yeah. but like Nicole's is beautiful, like English Vogue. Nick's is like a universal stunning photo. The way like her body is like against the sky and then the mountain is her butt. And uh-huh. like, the, it's perfect. It's perfect yeah. photo composition. Mm-hmm. And the frame is beautiful. Absolutely. She looks mm-hmm. so tall. Try to describe her in that word statuesque. Like, and... She she knows like the placement of the hand on the hip, all that mm-hmm. negative space. You know how like what's happening between like her arms is like mimicking almost the shape of the mountain yeah. as well. Like composition wise, yes, it is very pleasing. Like if you look at like all the lines that are happening in this photo and like the many little like triangles that are happening mm-hmm. at different points, it's just like this photo is like the bing, diamond bing, bing, in the bing. arm. Like it's like. Yes, exactly. Like it's just yeah. <laughs> it is breathtaking. And and like you said, Nicole's uh beautiful too. Love love how it has this really kind of like rustic winsome um quality yeah. of yes, But N- Nick won. I mean, you'll have to admit that, right? She won. Maxwell, you think Nick yeah, or Nicole? Yeah. I mean, Nicole, this look or no, Nick, sorry. This look, oh, the outfit is so much better. This top hat, it's giving me like Gwen Stefani, what you waiting for music video. I mean, I was really team Nick. But Mm -hmm. I loved this whole photo shoot. Like, the Mm -hmm. idea of them having to do it against each other, I thought was really, you know, fun. Uh To, you know, put them against each other and have them duke it out. Mm -hmm. Lip sync for their life, but, like, pose it out. And I'm trying to remember who Nicole posed against. Was it Diana? I forget. I know Nick posed mm-hmm. against Brie. I think it was Diana. Nicole was against Diana. Yeah. Who is the, the plus size girl, right? She was like, beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I liked this one. This is um, one of our low-key You like phase. this car one? Um, I mean, I'm a little traumatized. <laughs> not, not for the reason that she... It's giving me Checkers ad. <laughs> yeah. Checkers it's... or Sonic and... 
It's like Baby. it's not yeah. pus- it's not even elevated enough to be pussycat doll. It's more like I I I it's the it's the photoshopped the car um, car yeah. for me. How they posed on an actual car, but then they literally just went back in and photoshopped yeah. these cars. Um and, and they're so much taller. They're so much bigger. I like can't unsee they're that. So, they're like, like baby cars for sure. Right I never noticed that, time. Maxwell. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah, we like, talked about it with Nate White from Nini Lashiro, and we were. He was like, "They're so much taller," and I was like, "I never noticed that." <laughs> the car is literally the exact same in all the photos from the light. It's for, stock photo uh, for yeah, sure. It's really like how is the shadow photo, going one like, way for the tires and then the other way for the girls? Right, I, it's yeah. not good. But I'd say that Nick slams us out of the park. She makes you look like you want to get in this car. Nicole looks like, can you change my tire? My dad's AAA yeah. car didn't work. It's right, and and I'm so bothered by the way that Nicole's heels are still on the ground, and she's like leaning against this car. It makes her feet look like boats. <laughs> Big footed bitch. Nick is like, (laughs) whereas like Nick is really pointing. She's on tippy toe toe and she's like engaging. She's on her Mm -hmm. tippy toe for sure. Yeah, gotta love a girl who points her toes, you know. And so next we have the Wild Boys shoot. Uh, This is the iconic episode uh, with Lisa. And the diaper and her accent. Well, no, not her accent. It was, nobody um, went home this episode. Nobody went home. Yeah, this is when they were. Nobody's going, going to London. Uh, we're going to London. Uh, but yeah, in the in the bottom that week, it was Nicole and Jayla. Yes. Jayla. Jayla. Uh, <laughs> is a little later. I'm May cool. she rest in peace. <sighs> Oh no! JL, I remember her. Yeah, she was so great. She was. Phil, that was so sad. Well, let's talk about some happy Um, things. These photos, like like these girls being in the bottom, and Nicole and Jayla. But uh, in comparison, looking at the final two, Nicole and Nick, I feel like Nick is definitely. Um, delivering a really good scream moment. Here. Yeah, I mean, Nicole struggled through this whole shoot. Like we didn't talk about it earlier, but she seemed to kind of always have a temper tantrum, and I feel like this was one of those moments where she was like struggling and just was like, "Wham!" about yeah, it. Because she's like, "I don't know what I'm." Supposed These to do. lights are blinding me. Um, uh, and also too, uh. Steve-O and uh, the cleverly edited dress, uh, dress uh, to hide the fact that he was uh, flashy. Honey, I, I, I had to tuck him. Dick. I did a show called Dr. Steve-O on the USA Network in like 2000, I think, eight or nine, and I had to get him in drag. And like, it was uh-huh. nice. He had, was a, he had a big old dick. Yeah, I was um, staying last year Especially like when we when I started recording this podcast, I like ran from Chicago because it was freezing and came, went out to LA for um, a month. And I was like, yeah, uh huh, in Hollywood Dell. And when we would walk, 
uh, take our little morning walks with the dog who uh, actually like lived in it. Well, let's uh, go into this Bollywood shoot. I think we talked enough about the Wild Boys shoot and we'll move into this Bollywood shoot. Yes. So what about Bollywood? Is this okay now? Like, w- well, wouldn't it fly like now, would this- it? So this was like one of the styles of London. Like they were when they arrived to London, there were four styles. It was like sophisticated, punk, mod, and uh, Bollywood were like the four main styles that they had to like work at with. Le- at least they acknowledge that a lot of London um, is not from there, and like uh, and yeah. it, the like if you go to uh, it's south london where i got this tattoo i think it's called hackney something like it's all indian and i had like the best like mm-hmm. indian food there there was like real good jamaican food all the hair stores are there so like i get that they were playing london with this but like sex in the city the reboot had a line about like cultural appreciation versus cultural appropriation and i feel like this is appreciation because it's got other girls in it and like those people were obviously fine with it maybe hopefully they were being paid I want to say this also had something oh, to do with Nigel terrible. Barker. I believe his his mother oh, came yes, because, and she yeah. was uh, dress, dressed the part as well. And Oh, is his mother Indian? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So, because yes, Nigel's half, right? He's biracial. I'm not I'm, sure. I'll take whatever half you oh. don't want. But I know that his mother is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know his mother um, is. So this was kind of a little bit of him trying to inject a bit of that of, of his experiences. I'd like to shoot, inject so. his experiences um, into my shoot. C H U T E. That shoot back there. <laughs> yes. Um, what do we think of Nigel Barker's photography I mean, aside from his looks? It looks like a meet and greet photo. I can't. <laughs> it looks like a meet and greet photo with a with a filter. Like down, scan this code and get the filter for the party. You know, ANTM Productions I presents. Know. I know she was going for like a movie posters feel, but it looks like Poster. a club ad for like a Moulin really Rouge party does. set in India. The font they really could have used Dan Pullman. Hello, with that. Hello, goodbye. For sure. Yeah. Either. Um, I did like uh Nicole. Oh my god, man, I almost called Nick Nicole. I did really like Nick's styling um, in this one, because I just really think that she... I just feel like this whole entire episode, I'm going to listen back, and it's just going to be like, so um, this is the reason why I love Nick. And so um, any positive that I can find um, to build her up, that is what I'm going to... But again, this photo, Nick Um, is front on, face on, and Nicole is three-quarter again. So Tyra, what? Hello. Uh, you got beef? When are we gonna eat, bitch? Why'd you do that, Tyra? I mean, this yeah. Nick won this one. I think Nick did too. I think she should have won the whole Absolutely. thing. I feel Same. like this was like one of the first times I disagreed with Tyra ever. When it Tyra came and to I don't talk fight. anymore, actually. Oh. Did you see her as the mayor on Insecure? Yes. Girl, she was in that short little bus driver mm-hmm. with the bang. <laughs> She, she loves that, when, she, when she does her acting, her TV mm-hmm. acting, her acting. Yes. It's like RuPaul She's in her like, red wig when she acts. AJ and the Queen, <laughs> bitch who stole Christmas. <laughs> you do Gaga wears brown hair when she acts. I RuPaul know. wears red hair. We were literally yes. That's how it happened. <laughs> we were literally talking about RuPaul and how her actress mm-hmm. hair is red and wild. Red. Brady Bunch wasn't she yes. red in that? 
Auburn. Yeah, she was red in Brady Bunch too. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's like, I'm an actress. She said, therefore I am red. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna chat more with So we are chatting with our top model expert, Willem. And Willem, it has been so great to finally have you on our podcast. We really have loved having you on here. And we've loved being a part of the Mom Network. And I hope so much that we're making you proud. So speaking of Mom Network things, you and Alaska are killing it. And last year, your show, Race Chaser, continued to grow as you commented on season 13 and All Stars 6. And you started three new shows on your network just this previous year. And you and Alaska are going to be going on a Race Chasers tour this coming year, all things considered. So what has it been like for you growing this fantastic fucking empire um it's it's been wonderfully gratifying to me um helping with mom because uh during the pandemic it's been hard to uh connect with people that would come to our shows and stuff and be involved with our careers a little bit more and our um you know how we want to entertain them so the fact that we could be in their ears without being there is nice and i like that um you know we're doing alaska and i make podcasts for our ears stuff we want to listen to that we would think other people would want to and want to be on top was always just like this it's it it was a no-brainer because when i couldn't sleep at night back in the day i would go through top model cycles in my head who the top three were what city they went to (laughs) and what the photo shoot was like, that's how I, I would literally, yes. that's, it was my counting sheet. So like, I love, yes. I love your podcast. <laughs> I love very that hijinks is so funny. Um, the chop yes. sloppy seconds, just meatball cracks me the fuck up. Like getting to work she with does. her on things and you and like giving other girls, um, a chance to get their voices out there more is, um, great because like, I've had a great career for the past you know two decades at this point i've been doing this a while and i don't know if i'll ever reach the apex that i did in the 10 years that i did prior with like boys bottom and all that stuff and like how we blew up Mm -hmm. so it's nice to be able to be a part of the new girls and like helping y'all with your podcasts and like you know i just i i want to be remembered um as like someone who like broke the glass ceiling a little bit and then pulled the other bitches up through their ponytails. That's why you got to cross hatch those pins. Cause I'm yes. pulling you up. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was like a long winded answer, but so yeah, so, so ones are great. <laughs> Don't use natties. You need some pins. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, what has been the biggest surprise for you uh, so far in joining the realm uh, um, the biggest surprise is I can tolerate podcasts now a little bit more. Before my own podcast, I had never listened to a podcast. I I don't need people <laughs> in my ears all the time. I have enough voices up there. 
Um, my my ADHD does not <laughs> respond well to podcasts because I just have to rewind. I'm like, I wasn't listening to any of that, and I just listened to the whole hour. I don't know. Um, so I've been able to tolerate podcasts more and actually enjoy some of them. I've listened to every podcast on the Mom Network at least once. Some of them I've listened to every episode. Nice. Very that I've listened to every episode. I think. Um, I don't listen to my yes. own because I can't stand most of the stuff I say. In retrospect. I struggle I hate with the it. sound of my don't, voice. It, it's like, why don't you yeah, make... You, you listen yeah, to why don't I just listen to my fucking outgoing voicemail message? Goodbye. <laughs> do people yeah. still have those? Do you have one set up on your phone? I do. It says, hi, I didn't answer the phone. And then it just goes beep. I actually don't know. So um, I'll call your manager and ask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't think like, mine's you know, set up. I think it's just like back. that lady saying my phone number back. Like you've reached my phone number. They're not here. Call that lady when I call you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so we had uh, we have Alaska Please coming your on message here for in a couple of weeks. And- oh, oh yeah, see it's her. I had to I had to cut it before we doxed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine is Business, very like. Honey. Do you, you know, know what you're is? doing? Did you mean to dial this number? I mean, How did you get this number? That should be my issue. outgoing number. My message. How did you get this number? I'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. re-record it. <laughs> A thousand Damn. percent. Yes, and and, and they better explain themselves. I'm definitely changing my voicemail to that. <laughs> it used to be when I call you, you better come out there and shake your asses proper. Yeah, Take your ass is proper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, good old Chuck Turner. Watch that if you guys have it because um, Dorinda's oh, monologue Dorinda. um, in that movie is absolutely iconic. Never met Never. a Dorinda I didn't like. Okay? <laughs> just just put that out there. Um, so what... Okay, we have Alaska coming on here. What has it been like doing your, your guys' uh, weekly show together as it's been my church honestly like like my one thing a week or actually two thing a week that i can actually count on happening because with um covadina and everything it's our lives have changed you know like they're 100 different than what they were so like having this set thing every week to do has been really helpful for me like to help like pass the weeks and the days and the months um and it's great working with like your best friend like she's so hilarious and just like the drollest person i've ever met and like just (laughs) we 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 complement each other really well yin and yang and um i think it's a a great partnership it's weird how so many people yeah i just did a gig in san fran this week and so many people were like you're such a big part of my week we listen to you every and like you get to be somebody's friend because you're in their ears and like, Uh it feels like you're in the dressing room or the room with them and they're getting ready and you're just there sitting talking, you know? Uh Um, So I I love it. It's, it's crazy that we can, we had a thought in, in an RV on the way out of burning man. Like all we could listen to was golden girls (laughs) podcast because that's all we had downloaded. And we were in like a seven hour line because there was an Amber alert because a girl was off fucking her boyfriend and her parents were like, she's missing girl. She was getting it in, in the desert, oh, getting the desert D. Wow. <laughs> so all we had to listen to were these podcasts on Alaska's phone. That's all she had downloaded called out on the Lanai. That was a golden girls recap. And we had the idea uh-huh. 
of like, what if we did this about like gay stuff? And then we're like, what if we did it about drag race? Because I hadn't seen all the episodes uh-huh. seven years ago or six years ago when we came up with this idea. And then it took us another two years to actually uh-huh. do it. Um, but you know, drag queens, we were busy. <laughs> we didn't know what hair we were right, going to the promo. And it took so, a couple years yeah. to figure out. I understand. Yeah. yeah. We took uh, it actually took dipper that's what it was once we once i figured out like we could because we knew we couldn't do it on our own and then i was like wait i met this guy named dipper he's like a director he's got his shit together he's and it kind of just became this great thing and then you know my agent found the podcast network that we were on they were the only ones that wanted us and we had shot it on mm-hmm. spec so it's nice to know that we as creators had an idea our idea became an action and an action became like a creation. And we like made this and like, there's all these girls making coins off of it now. And like just furthering their art and their platforms. And um, it's nice that I can share that with Alaska too. Cause I I can look at her and be like, we did this bitch. And we did it without anybody over our head, taking a cut of it. We did it on our own. Nobody told us what hair Mm -hmm. to wear. Nobody told us what basement we could go to and who we could work for. I loved it. And I'm very proud of it. Yes, I hope it's absolutely. part of my legacy. Yes. And uh, I'm happy to be part of the mom. I wanted to call it pop podcasters <laughs> of Pennsylvania because that <laughs> she and I are both from Pennsylvania, but she went, what if we call it mom? And I was like, Ooh, I love that even better because pop <laughs> wouldn't have worked for you. You're from Chicago, bitch. Um, right. <laughs> and By way of Pennsylvania. When we realized that mom was wow upside down mm-hmm. bitch honey said, wow honey mom i couldn't <laughs> do you do, so, do you know how long it took me to realize that it was girl i didn't realize it till like till they said it to me weeks after Baby, i didn't I was know like already, i had already been listening to race chaser had already joined oh the you listened to it too had already yes what had already thanks. been literally on the network when it was pointed <laughs> out and i was like Wow. I was like in front of my, wow. in front of my yeah. salad um, the whole time. Right <laughs> there. Yeah. So, um, and we were we were just uh on tour together doing the Christmas tour for MP uh presents uh mm-hmm. back in 2021, so so long ago. And uh I know I love being on tour with you. You are so much fun. So I can only imagine, yes, you. I can only imagine how much fun you and Alaska are going to have on this race chaser tour that you girls are going to be mm-hmm. doing. God, yes. what are you most excited um, Honey, about for the tour? And what can, if you can tell us, like, what can, what can the people expect from a race chasers tour? Shit. Well, the, we've done, I think six race chaser live gigs so far and everyone has been totally different and crazy. Um, they they it's not an actual us sitting there podcasting we do numbers we do stuff we do stuff to do with the podcast mm-hmm. um we had a pony we had two ponies bitch in la yes. showed, <laughs> and and my pony had a ponytail extension in it too she was I named cool it. whip um, <laughs> and then the pony tried to steal the hair they took it back to bakersfield i was like you know that damn well that that was not that pony's ponytail that was mine <laughs> so they had to bring it back Tried to steal my hair. Um, and then we showed up on the Oscar Mayer Wiener hot dog truck. Wow. Um, in San Fran, we weren't allowed to have a live animal permit. So we had some San Fran gut bucket bottom come out with a 
a dildo with a ponytail on it and he was my pony yeah because it's san fran when in rome yeah there you go yeah. yeah um we've had triple a girl reunions in london we've had such great things happen at these podcast shows we had jujube we've had tyra we have great guest stars pop in yes. um so they're just a f- good goddamn time with these two girls that you have in your ears and enjoy and laugh to but live on stage we do some numbers we um oh and the pit crew honey that's what i'm most excited about let me tell you because yes. we're gonna have an american pit crew and then we're gonna have a london pit crew and uk pit crew and then the, we've already hired one member so basically each. you're gonna have a circumcised pit crew and an uncircumcised pit crew no 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 our american, <laughs> one, is, our american one is uncircumcised his name is rocky hi rocky and well, they our, have a shoe sponsor yeah we so, choose what was your favorite part what is the, you've done how many like if you could i'm trying to think i'm like how many tours if you, oh. if you were to guess just of all the well <laughs> I've been kicked off the bots tour twice. Um, uh, The Christmas tour fired me once. I've done four Murray and Peters. I've done, yeah, I've probably done like at least one tour a year for the past 10 years. Um, And they're my favorite thing because group shows with girls, everything is more fun. It's just like the, the real show is backstage, honestly. Like, (laughs) <laughs> the things the things that go on I mean, that we can't honestly, talk about like girls getting thrown into trash cans on b-list bots <laughs> um the, the basic assault the blackmail the apologies read on youtube like oh. we the tours are always fun so, and there's always at least one messy horrible great thing that all the girls remember absolutely you've been on a lot of them too and I, I mean yeah, and I mean, we've done uh, several of them yes. together. I'm like, I, I want to say I've done, it, like, at this point, maybe four. Um, Probably, yeah. Um, yeah, it may have all been, but I want to say it's been like three Christmas tours and one hand. Yeah, we have a good time, too, for um, sure. Like, as long as you're on tour absolutely. with the right mix of girls. This was my favorite tour ever because um, all the girls I was friends with, there was no Mimi. Um, there was no mm-hmm. bad apple up in the mix. And I think all the girls smoked too. We were all like smokers yeah. and like, yeah, there so. was one that Orlando, we had like this, we had a party after in the parking lot, just five, six girls. It was like Crystal, Jada, me, um, Sonique, uh, Brooklyn was out there and we literally just put down, someone had the speaker and we put on B Ames remixes from YouTube. And we're just in a circle smoking. It was so neat uh-huh. speaker. It was. Bitch. <laughs> and, we were, and we were like just passing two different joints counterclockwise and clockwise. And we were in the parking lot from midnight yeah. to two. And then the next day we got to Tampa and four of the crew tested positive for COVID. So we couldn't do the show. And that was the last show. So that was my last memory with the girls was like before we were scattering to yeah. the winds. Like, give me my stuff. I'm leaving. Get me away from Tampa. <laughs> yeah. So we are all the, the tours were we magic. Can. I actually just went back to my parents when that happened because they were only like 45 minutes away at the beach. So I was like, let me go eat and smoke weed. Uh-huh. So I did that. Yeah. And then I hit New Year's. And now it's 2022. What you going to do? Okay. So we talked about your podcast. We talked about touring life. But we have not talked about Miss Willem, the brand. Now, you are the founder 
of Suckless Face and Body, a fantastic company that makes different glitters, which I absolutely love your fucking glitters, lip glosses, and other beauty drag essentials. Um, Okay, if you guys haven't tried this glitter, honestly, get into it. It's like, ooh, especially like for you nightclub girls. You know, when you got like the little highlight and you're like, let me put this like a little extra something on here to get it nice and boop. Yes. And then you put the residue in your wig. You just, you know, on the end. It's like a little shake, just a little boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and you can lay baby hairs with the glitter. My friend Astara, she she laid this wig and she's like, we're just going to lay the baby hairs with glitter. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like, yes, it's a gel. So for y'all that are listening, it's like a gel. It's like a glitter gel. And so, okay, now thinking about laying baby hairs works. <laughs> I actually have dabbed a little bit of the glitter on like an icy hairline. When your lace is rotted too, you just put glitter on it. I learned that from Raya. <laughs> <laughs> Ray yeah, Latrey! Like, hey! <laughs> Drag's baddest, like, bitch! Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> um, so how how has it been building your, your own beauty brand, Willem, in the world of so many boutique beauty brands? How has it been for you? It's been great building a beauty brand um, because there's a lot of ugly girls <laughs> out there. <laughs> and... N- nobody can use less sparkle. I think like if you can ma- if you can look better with a few easy tips, why not? And like I built this brand in my image, meaning you don't ever need a brush. I only have products you don't need to wash a brush for. And like in my head, when you draw a drag queen as a cartoon, you draw like some sparkle, some glitter, a good lash, and a lip. So yeah. I'm only doing stuff I'm trying to concentrate on. I'm leaving the foundations to kimchi and whatever else to Trixie. Let them do it. I'm not fucking with that. <laughs> Rihanna Rihanna has that on lock also um, and I'm just trying to do stuff that would be great for drag queens and normal people too but uh-huh. it is definitely um, it's it's a heavier duty product like I, I wanted to make stuff that you wouldn't like need to use a little cover girl wand on like those yeah. little tampon <laughs> sponge things right yeah so it's been fun and it's been slow though honestly like it it's not a fast industry with all the samples and the approvals and the fda shit and getting into forever um 21 was felt like a great accomplishment because after like three years of working on this mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't made any money off of it ever mm-hmm. i'm actually in the hole because the lawyer to negotiate the contract was like 14 grand Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice that I might start making money soon, but even though I haven't made money, I've made, um, a lot of people happy with mm-hmm. the products. They've liked them. It's been <laughs> nice knowing that I've helped people with their mugs and like, mm-hmm. and enough people have liked it that they kept buying it. And that shows because other stores want to stock it now. So it's been great, yes. honestly. Thanks for asking. And thanks for wearing it. Yes, absolutely. You're not one of the ugly girls I'm talking about. Right. Well, you know what? Of, of course not. You know, we all need um, success stories. We knew you weren't talking about uh, anyone in the room. To, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for all you other ugly bitches out there. Um, they know who they are. They, they sure as hell do. They have mirrors. Yeah. and They, they, they cannot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mimi. <laughs> Well, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for coming by and kinking with us, Willem, on Wanna Be On Top. Did you have fun? Wanna be on top. 
Wow, wow, wow. I had such a great time. Thank you for having me, Shay and Maxwell. I love your podcast. I'm such a fan. Um, where do I get tickets for the meet and greet? Uh, you know what? You don't even need to. We'll just I have a wristband. Actually, yeah. I'm ripping off this wristband right now. It's been on since November, since December 14th, and I'm finally taking it off. You wow. can meet us out back behind Mickey's. Oh, okay. Oh, girl, I saw Miss Alana, who's Adam Lambert's drag mother, go behind mm -hmm. Mickey's on Cinco de Mayo. She came back with a sombrero and three hundred dollars. Now wow. you tell me who wanted to be on top then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good. I used to work the door at Mickey's. It was great. Oh, that was a stories. good time. I yeah. love Adam Lambert. Thanks Sweet. for having me on your pod, yes, girl. Yes, absolutely. And, and tell all of our listeners where they can um, find you online and keep up with you. And you can you, you can meet me at the hot spot. Um, you can find me at Willem on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere else, YouTube, um, wherever, wherever, she's like, yes, she's wherever, like, whenever, just Willem. like Shakira. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for Maxwell and me, our guests, or you even just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show because it helps us grow. I'm Shay Kule. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna, wanna Be On Top? With me, Shay Kule. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 